All right, God bless you guys. I'm Apostle Charles Ellis here at HNLC Studios, Word World Ministries, here in the city of Plano, Texas. Apologize for you guys. We're just running some, um, just a few things we had to take care of. Uh, actually coming on before exactly 11 o'clock hour. We were supposed to uh, schedule start at 11 at actually 10.30 as we normally do on, um, you know, every Saturday mornings. But, you know, there's things that happen, but we're going to look past that. It's just like in life. You know, you don't worry about it. Don't dwell on it. You keep moving. For those who have an ear to hear, according to the word of God, he speaks over in Romans 10 to 17. You know, they hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say. But we're with you right now. And we're going to get over to the book of Psalms 106. We're going to talk about the plea of the sins of Israel to the mercy of God in the midst of all the things they had to deal with, you know, that we deal with each and every day. You know, the word of God tells us, you know, kind of not robbery to be just like God, but the same token, every man has fallen short of something in life. But we're going to declare by the word of God on this day that we continue to move forward with the will, the purpose, and the power, and the glory of God. As he continues to give us a strength to go forward and do all he declared and he claimed us to do in the name of Jesus Christ and that's give me a few minutes, let the music just solidify itself here just a bit. And I'm gonna get myself in position. It's actually we're gonna be over in the book of Psalms um, 106. We're gonna move through some different uh, variations of uh books and chapters, and we're gonna get some information about this particular uh chapter and what it's saying in regards to us, not just the word, but in our who is what what is it to us? And as man and woman, God, as we go forth and doing the work of kingdom. Give me a few minutes. We'll be right back with you guys here in just a moment. Lord, even as we become the conduit to be able forth to do what you declared us to do, that we may understand and realize, Father God, we are your vessel in the earth. And Father God, the gift that you've given us is not for ourselves, but to help someone else to move forward in the work that they're doing, that they may do the same unto us. Father God, I thank you. I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that every word that I speak be not of me, but that through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, that you indwell in me, Father God, that I may know and understand, Father God, the work that you're doing in this earth is not of myself, but you who works through me. Father God, I thank you for the word. Come against every uh, negative thought, plan, and a phantom spirit to try to come and denounce that which you have given us on today. Lord, there'll be a clear word that's coming through the kingdom of God. And even as we speak it, Father God, we would know and understand and realize in a season that we're in, Father God, there's always more than what we can see. Father God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this moment. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray, Lord. Amen. It's always a pleasure. I said once before, let's not worry about it. Kind of getting a little late, but you know, we had some things we had to take care of. Foreign countries are keeping a lot of, you know, a lot of things in terms of um, our time schedule. It kind of throws us a little bit. Some difficulties with the system, but other than that, the system runs fine. We've got a powerful system to run out here. We run worldwide, so I mean, we're doing some great work here in terms of that. But, you know, we fight the prince of the air. 
Uh, this is not an organized ministry in the terms of, you know, you come in, you take your tithes and off, you sing a song, you preach the gospel. No, we fight, the, we fight the air. We fight in the airways. That's a powerful fight when you fight the melee. There's no structure and order to it. But in other words, the only structure and order you have is when God tells you to go and he's never tell you what you're going to encounter, but he'll be there with you. Kind of like when we talk about in the book of Joshua. As they went forth, we talked about the book of Deuteronomy, all those fighting, the things they had to do to bring it to the promise. You know, that's the same thing God has done with us as of right now. But every challenge we come against, we believe and declare and decree in the midst of us going forth. That the word of God says, was Isaiah 54 and 17? There's no weapon. What weapon? You know, we got the God before us who can be a world against us. So we look at this over in the book of um, Psalms. Um, Gonna look at some various scriptures. Gonna look at the, the King James Version, the New International Version. We're gonna look at the Derby translation. We may throw a common English in there to bring a little more solidification, a little more solidification to what we're speaking about on this particular morning. And it says over in Psalms one hundred six in the King James Version. Just look at the first verse. Just look at the first. He prays you the Lord and give thanks unto the Lord. He is good. For his mercy endure forever. We really gotta understand that. You know, everything that we go through through the mercy and grace of God. You know, the word of God talks about this particular scripture. If you take your Bibles, just translating, not getting off track. We got 30 minutes to get some solid information to you how God really takes this scripture and endures to show you that everyone has needs the mercy and grace in our life. That the word of God declares, according to the book of Ephesians, that he was quick and we were dead in our trespassing and sins. Now, this is Ephesians chapter two. He said, you was quick and you were dead in your trespassing and sins. What past times you walked according to the course of the world. Notice what it's saying here. Notice what it's saying here. According to the prince of the power of the spirit of the air that worketh now in the children disobedient. This is what we fight as in this ministry. You know, we, we, we come on the different tasks every day. But as for you, and what we're talking about over in Psalms 106, he said, praise you the Lord. That part right there is giving thanks to God in everything you do before you even do it. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. He's the only one's going to shield you. From all the wiles and the wickedness and the darts of the enemy. And the word of God tells us in the book of Ephesians, we fight not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness that are in high places. So when you say it's praise you the Lord, that's the first thing we need to do is understand we got to praise God. Even when we look at the book of Luke chapter 11, when we talk about uh, John the Baptist was baptizing his people. And then all of a sudden they come to Jesus and say, Lord, teach us to pray as John has taught his disciples to pray. And the first thing the Lord told him, if you're going to get anything from the kingdom of God, you got to be in the will of God. So when you ask God, the word of God says on the model prayer in Matthew 6, is our father who are in heaven, how that be thy name, let thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So when we understand the word of God, we talk about praise ye the Lord, praise the Lord, give thanks unto who the Lord, not men, not men. Now, I ain't saying that God don't put people on earth to help you and direct you, but you don't give glory to them in any sort, fashion or form. You don't do that. For he is good and his mercy endures forever. Whose mercy endures forever? Christ. You go back to the book of Ephesians. <clears throat> You go like the book of Ephesians. He said he was quick and we are trespasses and sins. When past time, we walked according to the course of the world. That means all of us had sin in us. Nobody's born with a silver spoon in the mouth. Even as of right now, the Bible says everybody falls short of sin. I want to try to help you here. If you want to go to the book of Romans, uh, we're going to go over to the book of Romans. And we can see some clarification about how this word really involves the model prayer. And how we as men and women got to constantly pray every day.
Any man who comes to you and tell you that he's not, he, 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 <laughs> anyone who comes to you and tell you that without sin, the word of God said, let him cast the first stone. Anybody without cast the first stone. Now, I ain't saying you're wider than sin, but God has given you the grace to be forgiven for sin. But remember, you're not perfect in the flesh. And as long as the flesh is there, it's going to be a fight according to the book of Galatians. You got to constantly walk in the spirit that you're not fulfilled the lust and the desires of the flesh. The word of God comes back in the book of Romans chapter three, in that particular 10th verse, he makes a very strong word about us. Well, you go to three and nine, Romans three and nine, he makes a very strong word. God say, what then are we better than thy? I want you to really understand that part right there. What then are we better than thy? Now you can go to eighth verse and you can look at it and they bring you, you know, bring some, some clarity to the, it, 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 it continues to tell you, even in the eighth verse, he said, not whether, he said, not whether as we have been source, uh, slanderously reported and some affirm you know, that we say, let us do evil that good may come. Well, no, well, who's, well, you know, what are we saying there? You know what I'm saying? This word, because I don't want to get into this part right here. I mean, but it, it takes you back unless you see something, how we look at the ninth verse. That, that we're not better than anyone else. Everybody's got the ability to fall short of sin. Everybody has, has sin in their life according to the book of Ephesians. We all once walked the course of the world. We all have had sin in our lives. So when we come before God, we give him praise. There's nothing wrong with that. We've got to continue to shout and get God the grace and the mercy for giving us the opportunity to live in the land, to have another breath to live, you know, just to breathe, to see a day which we've never seen before, a new manner every morning. Today is not promised to you. So you always want to get God praise. So the word of God makes it clear in the book of Ephesians, even in the midst of our sins, he still enabled us to get up every morning to do whatever we need to do, to have an opportunity to the right to the tree of life that we may come to one decision. And that's in the book of Romans. It says back in the Romans, Romans, uh, you go to Romans chapter 10. He says, what saith thou the word of God is in this near just in that mouth. You know, you speak the word of God, which is in your heart. But before you come to the point of looking at yourself as being better than anyone else, the word of God say, are you better than anyone else? In Romans 3 and 9. What then? Are you better than I? No wise. We have all before both Jews and Gentiles that we are all under sin. Now we talk about Adam. We, we already understand that process. How Adam, you know, it, when he did what he did, he rippled. But now there's going to be a new Adam. But in the picture, in the midst of the new Adam come, it doesn't fully um, pull us away from sin. Because now the Bible said we have not because we ask not. Now we come with the model prayer, how we got to seek God in the midst of whatever it is that we have done wrong in our life. And everybody said we all fall short of sin. You look at this word over here in Romans chapter three. You look at it in that particular ninth verse. You look at it very well. I'm not talking from articulate or your different, uh, what you call your your response from your um, commentary that you want to break through. Look at the reality of the word. And the reality word is the spirit. You look at breakdowns of scripture. That's what man's interpretation of what he said. But God to give you a word in the midst of this. What then are we better than thy? Romans uh, chapter 3 and 9. Look at here. What then are we better than thou? No wise. For you all, look, both. Well, this is all Ephesians saying that we have both been proven, both Jews and Gentiles. Be under sin or be in sin, you know, for it is written. There's none. That's what? That's right. There's none that right. There's none that understand it. There's none that seeketh after God. The Bible says, for we all have gone astray. All together, we become unprofitable. Okay. What is that telling us? Think about it. 
The only way we're going to come to Christ is we got to repent for our sins. In the process of repenting for our sins, we got to declare and decree and understand what it says over here, not leaving our Psalms 106. It's a lot of information I'm going to give you, but it's telling you some righteousness here. If you get into scholars and you get into people in education, they're going to flip you. Because the word of God says in the book of 1 Corinthians, that second chapter, you know, and they talk about the process of uh, the eyes have not seen, the ears have not heard, and it has it entered in the heart of any man. See, you can't prescript the Holy Ghost. You can't look at this from man's educational point of view. So when you look at breakdown in scripture, it gives you the knowledge and it gives you what you call their genealogy of what took place back then. And they're based on their historical standings. But God is saying the words that he give you, it's going to be revealed through the spirit. Y'all got to work with me. You don't want to work with me. You know, I'm telling all you scholars out there. Now, I've been up in these seminaries too, but I'm trying to get you to see God is bringing something new on the earth today to get you to see that when you're walking with the power of God, it doesn't matter whether they like you or not. It doesn't matter the way it's pleasing to you. Your job is to do the work of the one who sent you. Look at the book of John, chapter 14. Jesus makes it very clear. Believe it not that I'm in the Father and the Father in me. So the Lord God tells you, before you and I was even born in Jeremiah 1 and 5, he already implanted himself in you. You pray to God and ask someone to show you how it is that the gift, listen to me, the gift that's not given to you by man. I didn't, man can't tell you. Well, you're a prophet. You're a apostle. They'll try to do that. But you got to understand what's in you. You got to know. You got to look inside yourself. And you got to pray to God. And you got to ask God. If you come before him, what is it you have for me to do? What is the gift that you have put in me? When you come before Christ, you strip yourself down and you admit that you are a sinner. I don't care how many faculties or information that people you had in your in your church, in your family, your lineage, preachers, pastors, doesn't matter. This is an individual run. I don't care if you're 15 generations of pastors or teachers. God is now working with you because they can't save you. You got to understand what your race is. When you're on the track, nobody can run your race. Now, in baseball, sometimes you get a little too slow. You got to run bases. You used to be. I don't think they still do it. They have somebody to run the bases for them. Sometimes they can do They're so fat and dumpy. You know, I don't like to use the word that, but... And they're so heavy, they can't run. The only they can do is hit. So they call somebody in to reinforce the run for them. All they do is do the damage at the plate and everybody else takes the labor. But now God has prepared you as being a man or woman of God to seek the gift that God has in you. When you're seeking the gift that God has in you, the first thing you need to do as a man or woman of God is break down and ask God. As it says in the word of God, when you read over in the book of Romans uh, chapter 10. He said, look, confess it. But what sayest thou? This is Romans chapter eight, uh, chapter three and, and the eighth verse. I'm mean, tenth and eighth. Excuse me. What sayest thou? The word of God is nigh thee. It's in thy mouth. The guy says, I want you to get the inclements of this Romans 10, eight. And we're going to look at the ninth verse also. And we're going to look at the 10th, but we're going to go back to Proverbs. We're going to peek at a little bit at Ephesians. I want to get some clarity in what we're saying here. Because it's all relevant information to let you see. It's not about. The, the how can I say the hoorah and the cheering and the oohs that make you feel good. God wants you to get a clear understanding. The word of God declares according to the book of Proverbs. He said, with wisdom, can, am I helping somebody get understanding? Now I'm gonna take you over to the book of a few, uh, to the book of Proverbs here just a minute because I'm not covering a lot and I got just a few minutes to get with you guys. But let's stay with the book of Romans. Look at Romans. Look at Romans. Romans chapter 10, 8 verse. Now, we still stand in uh, Psalms 106 because this is our Psalms report. He said, what say it? It's a question mark there. The word of God is nigh thee is in thy mouth. That means the word of God declares according to the book of what? Proverbs. It's 8. 
It's 8, uh, 8 and 18, 8 and, 18, 8 and 31. Uh, let's look at that. Let's, let's go to Proverbs right quick. Let's, let's, let's get this right because I don't like to give you half cocked information. I want to make sure I give it to you right. Look at the book of Proverbs right quick. We're going to flip it back over there. Proverbs. Uh, look at eight. Look at eight and thirty-one. Let's get eight and thirty-one. Look, let's just roll with me right quick. It's not gonna take us long. Eight and thirty-one. What does it say? Hmm. No, it's eighteen. Oh, oh. yeah. yeah. Eighteen thirty-one. I'm sorry. Let's look at eighteen thirty-one. Let's go back. Let's do it again. Let's re-up. Go back over here. Proverbs eighteen, um, thirty-one. Eighteen thirty-one. And most of you are probably already there. I'm just kind of turning my pages, getting to there. Look at the 31 chapter. It's not a 31. Proverbs 18. I want to get that right there. I think it's 20. Yes, I'm sorry. Proverbs 18. Yes, 1821. I thought it was 3121. You know, we got to keep it real. You know, you're never going to be perfect. Anyone professed to be something they're not, then they already deceive themselves. Any man who think they're a perfect man has already fallen in their own wise and demise of understanding. The word of God is in the comparison to what we said over in the book of uh, Romans uh, chapter 3. And then at, uh, at 10, 8, 9, he makes a very strong word. Not only Romans 10, 8, 9, but the 8th verse, when he talks in the 8th verse about the Proverbs, uh, I mean, Romans chapter 10, in that particular 8th verse, he supposed to say, Thou the word of God is nigh is in thy mouth. Notice what he's saying. Look at the spaces and the increments and the part and the, all the different separations that said there. First, it says, what's, He said, What saith? And then there's a question mark there. He said, A word is nigh thee. That means you was born with the word already in you. Look what he says. Jeremiah 1 and 5 said, before you was created and designed and engineered, you was called to be a prophet before the nation. The word was already in you. You was engineered to be a worker for the kingdom of God. Even in thy mouth, it's there. But that can't come out of your mouth until you find somebody who can bring it out of you the right way. And in thy heart, so you got to get your heart right. That is the word of faith in which we preach. Now, notice what he says right here in the ninth verse. We're going to go back over here to the book of Proverbs. I want you to see something right here. Look at, look at the book of, um, look, look, stay right here in Romans um, 10 and 9. That if I confess, look at what we're doing. Just look at that part. If I confess with whose mouth, no one can confess for you. No one can stand in place for you. You're the only one that's got the key to your future, to the kingdom. No one can stand in for you. If I confess with thy mouth, the Lord, and shall believe in what thy heart, that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. Him, whatever you see the word God by him, he's talking about the immaculate conception. He's talking about the Messiah, the one who's declared, decreed to give you uh, actual opportunities in your life. If you trust in him and lean not to your own, but acknowledge God in all his way. Now he goes with a Proverbs chapter 18. He says in Proverbs chapter 18, he says, now, if you say the right things, now listen to me, if you say the right things, I'm going to go back to Romans uh, chapter 3 and 10 here in just a minute. And he says over here in, in Romans uh, chapter 10, first of all, and um, um, that particular, uh, I mean, Proverbs 18 and 21, look what it said, the life and the death is in the power of the tongue. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Don't look at anything else right there. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. The decision, whether you look at the second part of this, is that, and they that love it shall eat. See, it gives you a choice right here. If you take your Bible, you take your mark on your Bible, you look at life 
You mark that, and then you come back over here, you look at death. Life in death. Death in life. All this is this is this is this is in your this is in your mouth. You can say words that will condemn you, you can say words that will help you. What you put out is what you bring in. You know, garbage in, garbage out. You know, you're a royal priest. You bring garbage in, you're gonna put out garbage. The Bible says it's not what goes into the mouth of the physical food that causes a man to be full of Christ, but it's the word that comes in through the heart. And with the heart, once it's conformed to Christ, what comes out of the mouth is not what comes from the belly, but it comes from the heart. Then you speak from the mouth. And he said, when you speak it, you speak that power which gives you the opportunity to live. Then he said, life in death is in the power of the tongue. James talks about that little thing in the middle of your head could cause a whole world of problems in your life. Go back over to the book of Ephesians, now book of Romans. Look at Romans once again. Look at Romans here. He said that, uh, well, what saith thou, the word of God is neither is in our mouth, in our heart. That is a word that once again, Romans said the same thing. The word of faith in which we preach. What are you preaching? Proverbs say, are you preaching life or are you preaching death? I mean, every word, as you've been an image of God, you, you're just like God. The word of God say, count it not robbery to be just like him. That means you as being in the image of God got the same ability by faith, by faith. If you believe and you ask God and you declare it, Knowing in your heart that the word you speak has got to come full fruition. Listen to what God says. Now that you're just like him. Uh, Numbers 23, 19 and 21. I am not a God. Listen to what he says. I am not a God that I shall lie and not a son of a man that I should have to repent. Listen to how he said this. The commandments to bless you is already there. He cannot reverse it. The Bible says, uh, believing on the numbers 23, 19 to 21, if I go over to, um, to, um, to Psalms 89 and 11, it says, now no good thing will he withhold for me. That's if I walk upright. I want to make sure I drill that home with you because sometimes we get in a position we think we're a little bit better than everybody else. And the word of God makes that very clear. That's, that's, that's not so. That's not so. He said, for every man has fallen short of sin. That's what he tells me. For all has fallen short. Look at Romans 3. We're going to go back to Proverbs 1 and 6. But look what he says in Romans, look what he says in Romans 3 and 10. For it is written, there is none righteous, not none, or not one. There is none that understand it. If we all understood the word of God the way we should, and if we walk the way we have to, it would be less sins in our life. And I mean, we're born into sin, but we don't have to be of sin. The Bible says, be ye holy, for I am holy. Let me be separated. The word says in the book of Romans 12, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Your mindset has got to be renewed. Goes back over to the book of Romans uh, chapter 10, 8 and 9. When you begin to confess the words of God and believe it in your heart, transformation comes into place. But if you don't understand what the word of God is saying, the way he's trying to let you know that every privilege you have of the kingdom is in your mouth. Proverbs says in your mouth. That's Proverbs 18 to 20 is in your mouth. But notice what he says back over to the book of Romans. Romans 3. Look at Romans 3.10. It is written. That's a written word. 
the same thing he wrote in first Corinthians second chapter in the ninth verse. It has been written. It has already been in place. The word of God say every word. We look at Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 55, 11. He said every word that has proceeded. God said, I'll exalt my word above what my name. Think about the book of Joshua. Those who've been walking with us in the book of Joshua. We've been seeing the display, the power of God and the changing of the guards from one powerful move, which is Moses, to another powerful move that goes in the hands of Joshua and with the man that was with him and therein. We have been in Joshua chapter 7. For those who have been with us, you need to keep over. So we're going over chapter 8 here in the next couple of days, and we're going to keep on moving in Joshua chapter, uh, in the book of Joshua until the Lord says stop. But other, than, but other than that, we're going to be moving to other scriptures and talking about different um, variations of scriptures of the Bible uh, about you know different episodes and things that take place that concerns our life. But, but let's look at this. Let's look at this. Romans 3, 10. It is written. There was none righteous. The guy says this, no, not one. We understand it from the physical standpoint of view, how we were born and how God really gave scripture and told us to be aware of sins that's in our life. Ephesians tells us, uh, we'll go back to Psalms 1. Psalms 1 say, blessed is a man that walketh not in the council. We, see, we're blessed when we walk not in those ways. But Ephesians tells us, Ephesians 2, it tells us a different story in terms of the same thing, but it's letting us know that in the book of Ephesians, he said, we were all under sin, that we all can't say that we just righteousness. Dude, I can't do right on my own. I got to connect it to something. I can't say I am the one that calls him. I am in control of my own life. Yeah, through the word of God. Any man who seeks to control his own life and give his own self uh, self uh, uh, privileges or self uh, kudos, it's a matter of time before you fall. You're going to have to put God in your equation of your well-doing. If you don't, then it, it's all for naught because you can't take all the credit for what you're doing because it was one. He's the one that enabled you to get in the earth and live on the earth. Go through the conception of a man and a woman. You know, we understand that process, but now God is now has challenged your life as you become a certain age. When you're a young child, you was under the the uh, the, the the dome, as I say, or under the covering of Christ. Bless you know, blessed the young children come under me to forbid them not, and also at the helm of instruction that came from your parents. So we understand that we are both Jews and Gentiles. We're all sold on the sin, but now the Word of God says, "None of us is right." Go to the eleventh verse over in Romans ten uh, um, three and eleven. Romans, yeah, excuse me, Romans three and eleven. He says, none that understand it, none that seeketh after God. They're all going out of the way. All together, I become unprofitable. Okay, we all unprofitable. Don't ask when we come to our confession. We all have done things that wasn't quite right in our sight of God. We have always grieved the Holy Spirit. The Bible said, even in the midst of, we look at verse 12, they're all going out of the way. They're all become unprofitable. Think about the word unprofitable. The only way I can come profitable, useful to God, as I become to have, um, I become to admit that I'm a sinner. And by his stripes, I shall be healed. Remember we said in the book of Romans, Romans made it very clear. You know, what saith thou, the word of God. When you openly admit to Christ, and I like the way uh, Dr. J.C. Matthews and a few other good friends of mine, uh, Dr. Al Fornaz, Apostle Von Peak, you know, uh, 
Al Fornes really, uh, Dr. Al Fornes, Apostle Al Fornes really puts a lot of light on it as well, as well as, you know, Apostle Oscar Walker. You know, Al Fornes said, whenever you're doing anything or going anywhere, you go to any place, never look at the structure, but look at the head. Look at the way that place has been ran and who runs it, and then you determine how that entity is. You turn about, that's the fruit that it comes from. The Bible said we go into these temples, these synagogues, these places as being people that don't understand anything. You know, um, there is none that seeketh after God totally, because if we all seek it after God, we should, then there is no sins in our life. But that's, we know that's impossible. For the Bible said all has fallen short. That's the book of Ephesians. Let's move on here. Let's get on. I, I, I can't stay with you guys too long this morning. I've got to move on to it. Kind of pass my time a little bit. He said, he said in the 12th verse, we're going to go back to Romans, to uh, Psalms 106. But I'm going to look at this um, uh, Romans chapter uh, 12. I mean, Romans 3 and 12 again, a little bit more here. They're all going out of the way. They all become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, not one. Let's, let's, let's do something here. Let's take another translation and look at it over in the Amplified Classic. Let's look over down here in the 10th verse again, the Amplified Classic. And let's look over here and it says in the Amplified Classic, It is written as none is righteous, just and truthful, and upright, None is just, none is truthful, none is upright, inconsensuous, not one. Look at this, look at this, uh, over in the 13th of the Amplified Version. We'll look at it in the King James, we'll look at the Amplified Version, and I'm going to clean this up a little bit, go back over to Psalms, I'm going to show you what I'm talking about here. In terms of how all this scripture come together. He says over in the 13th verse. Their throats are like open sculptures. Their tongues. Have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips. While I'm reading this in the. Uh, amplifier version. I want you to go over to Psalms 12 right quick. And I'm going to meet you guys over to go to Psalms 12 right quick. I don't get this. Go straight to 12. God, let's look here. Look what it says. Their throats are yawning graves used for tongues to deceive, to mislead, and to deal treacherously the venom of ass beneath their lips. That's the sin in every one of us. Everybody's got a king and a fool in them. You understand what I'm saying here? Everybody's got a king and a fool in them. Proverbs says, uh, Proverbs 18 uh, makes it very clear, uh, 1821, life and death. Okay, that's, 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 look at something here. Let's go to Psalms 12. Let's look at a variation of scripture here in Psalms 12. Look at Psalms 12, and I'm going to go back to 106. I know we got to get out of here. I'm saying that, but the Holy Spirit just keep pulling me on this. Look what it says in Psalms 12. This is all of us in the need of Christ. This is all of us in our Romans um uh, chapter 10 and 8, uh, 10, 8, 9. Help, Lord, for godly men have said, this is what's in the position. We we want to know Christ, but we don't know which way to go. People are constantly tormenting us. Giving them. We've seen all kind of bad information coming forth. We see things happening in the church, outside the church. and the, We don't know which way to go. Help, Lord, for godly men. This is Romans chapter, this is uh, Psalm chapter 12. we got to move kind of quickly. I'm going to step it up a little bit. Help, God, for godly men have seen from among the faithful, from among the children of men. 
That's a word right there. They speak vanity. Everyone of his neighbors with flattering lips and with the double heart they do speak. Notice what it's saying here. Can't, I, can't stay, I can't break this down anymore. For the Lord will cut off all flattering lips and tongue that speak a proud things. Who have said our tongues are our own, we will prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? Listen to how he's telling this. For the oppression of the poor and for the shining of the needy. Now I will arise, say the Lord, and set him in safety that puffeth at him. Remember, talking about him, to my Christ. You know, we're talking about the word, him. We see him in the Bible. The word of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in the furnace of the power. Look, look, silver tried in a furnace of the earth, the earth purified seven times. God's word in the earth is more powerful than the ones who say that who's Lord over. In other words, then what God's word supersedes even when the word of God declares this. I want to think after the Holy Ghost moving this. Even when God's word said that he rules and reigns over all things. He sets high and he looks low. But the devil has now been kicked out of the third heaven. And now the word of God, according to the book of Ephesians, he's a prince of the power of the air. But God said his word tries powerful even in the midst of the devil's territory. That he claimed to have the devil territory. The devil said he's the ruler and the prince of the earth. But God said, look, my word is tried in the furnace of the fire and the furnace of the earth. That means my word burns in the earth. I still rule the reins on my word and every word to proceed out of my mouth will not go back void, but it will accomplish and do all that therein. Listen to me, man and woman, God, I'm trying to help you here. How you got to believe and understand in the midst of all the adversity you may be going through. God yet still supersedes and proceeds in every word that he said about your life has got to come to full fruition. He says over in the seventh verse, thou keep them, O Lord. This is when you got it in your heart and you shall preserve them. For generations to come, teach your children this word. Let it continue to be in them. Train up child up in the way they should go, and they will not revert from the past. I mean, this word is a legendary word. It's a generational word. It's a keeper. The Bible said, when the wicked people begin to move, their violence, their veileth man, deceiving people on all sides. Notice whenever you walk into something that's evil, you see all kinds of evil stuff going on. It's always going on about me in that area environment. The word of God comes in Psalms 106. Look at that second verse. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can show forth all praises? Nobody but God. In the midst of your adversity, in the midst of your problem, I dare you to call on the Lord. Sometimes you got to sit back in your room and you got to say, Lord is my shepherd, I should not want. The Lord's my shepherd, I should not want. Just keep on saying it over and over again and consecrate on the Lord and on the word of God. I declare by the power of God that he'll break out in the spirit. And you'll hear something in a rumor by the Holy Ghost. And God has sent forth an angel to minister you in the time that you're praying. The Bible says, Blessed are those that keep the judgments and he that doeth righteousness at all times. Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I decree the word, I declare it, that it's a word that went forth under your word, under your minister, under your prophet, under your apostle, not of myself, but through the power of the most high God. I declare, Father God, this word will cover in the name of Jesus. And it touched the heart of every individual. They may know and understand and realize in this season that they're in, God is yet still doing what he says he's going to do. Am I a God that I shall lie? Or am I a son of any piece of a flush that I got to repent? I may give him a command to bless. It ain't the man that can bless you. It's God that can bless you. 
the blessings of the Lord, it make it rich. And it added no to it. Father God, send that blessing on this household. All those who have an ear to hear that was coming from the mouth of this priest on his morning, I decree, Father God, on this day, you begin to do a thing in a life as you always have been doing, Father God. It's not what you're going to do. It's what you're already done. For those who believe, according to Mark 9, 23, Father God, I speak a blessing over all the lives of the ears of those who are establishing the point to know that this is a platform of the kingdom of God to move forth in the season that we in. Father God, I decree the word, I declare it, I call it the words already been done. It's a third heaven word. It'll go forth and it will and shall not go back void. But it is already accomplished according to the believer, all that and therein. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray, Lord. Amen.